It's noon here in Ventnor City, New Jersey, and Paso Robles, California. Well, actually, it's 9 a.m. there. Um, and this is news that you can use for, well, Monday, January 1st, 2024. Happy New Year, everybody. Your hosts today are, well, the normal, me, Ray, and uh, the uh, hairy guy, uh, Zach, who's a, a bit chilled in, in Central California at the moment. I am, Dad. It is chilly here, but it's not as ice cold as it is in a Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram dealership. That's where we're going to kick things off, Dad. 2024 New Year, same story. I posted this just yesterday over on X, formerly known as Twitter. Did you see this, Dad? I did. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Yeah. They now that I'm assuming that includes factory incentives as well in their $38,000 discount for those, for those of you that listen to the podcast, let's break this down. So we found just yesterday, and this is actually at a dealership that we work with Island auto group up in Staten Island, New York. If you're interested in a $38,641 savings on a Jeep brand wagon here at 2022, we can help you out with that. But dad, this yeah. is the reality that's being faced at Jeep dealerships nationwide. We'll do some examples in just a moment. $110,640,000 MSRP on a brand new yes. 2022 Jeep Grand Wagoneer Series 3 all-wheel drive. This dealer, Dad, has had this vehicle for well over a year, coming up on two years. Island Auto Group, again, they've now discounted it $38,600. And forty-one dollars. Have you ever seen anything like this, Dad? A thirty-eight thousand dollar discount on an advertisement price. I mean, that is just—I've never seen it. I, I didn't even know this was possible, man. Well, you know, anything's possible. It all depends how big of a loss you want to take. Um, you know, and and the sad reality is—is is, well, I can I can honestly say on a hundred ten thousand dollar car, I don't ever recall seeing a thirty-eight thousand dollar discount. That's what, about 35%. Um, but the sad reality is that they should have done this two years ago. <laughs> okay, It shouldn't have taken them two years to realize this thing ain't going to sell at anywhere near $110,000. What can we get for? I mean, I can't even begin to imagine what they have spent in floor plan costs on this vehicle over almost nearly two years. But yeah, I mean, every time we've looked at the Grand Wagoneer, we've said, man, that, that is that is the perfect vehicle for Derek Jeter, nobody else. Um, and, you know, dealers have been sitting with them. So, and and I saw you you had a, a, a comment from somebody that said, sign me up. And when you said, well, if you're serious, let me know. And she said, no, I'm an Escalade kind of gal. And you'd really be hard pressed to get me out of an Escalade to get into one of those. Um, you know that just it just shows the, the the tough road to hoe uh, when it comes to selling those vehicles. Look at this, Ted. There are 240 2022 Jeep Grand Wagoneers still for sale nationwide. New, 240 of them, pops. Let's just click on this one here. I, again, I'm in Central California, so let's do a quick you know poke here. So I'm going to go down, scroll down. Let's go to this dealer's website. Bear with me for one second, folks. They're only offering. A fifteen thousand five hundred, excuse me, fifteen thousand six hundred and fifty dollar discount. Dad, to your point about floor plan costs, let's think about that for a second. Jeep dealers nationwide are ex are experiencing what consumers are experiencing, which is the price of their vehicles have gone up fifty percent over the past five years. Yes, and they've stopped selling. 
people aren't buying them. These Grand Wagoneers, these 2022 Grand Wagoneers are the are the, you know, uh, uh, the pinnacle example of this, the highest prices, the most floor plan costs. But still, I mean, it's kind of crazy to think that $15,650 is not a competitive discount on that vehicle. Yeah, it's nowhere near what it's going to take to get rid of it. And and it's it and it's not that they stopped selling. Okay. The Grand Wagoneers never sold. Okay. The Grand Wagoneer was basically the answer to the question that nobody ever asked. Gee, what would it be like if if in the Jeep side of things we put out something that would compete with an Escalade? Um, let's find out. Now, the sad reality is, is well, let's find out was really a big waste of time and money. They they probably knew the answer before they decided to let's find out. Um, but they've got a, a conclusive answer. It is a beautiful vehicle. We sat in the one in Long Island. It is gorgeous. But nobody wants them. It is difficult to convince people to spend that type of money for a Jeep, okay? They're used to it when it comes to an Escalade, okay? They, you know, it. that's what the price has been. Um, even, even a Denali or a big-ass Suburban. You know, people are kind of used to that. What trim level is that, Dad? On the, the big ass suburban. Oh the my God! Ass, yeah, ass, no, that. Yeah, that, yeah, no. It, you know, the marketing department has gotten involved. That's why they came up with the big ass suburban. But you know, my 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 point is, is that oftentimes, I and I, I let me rephrase it. Occasionally, manufacturers will decide to build things that nobody ever asked for. Perfect example is this Jeep Grand Cherokee, whatever the hell, Grand Wagoneer. Grand Wagoneer. Yeah, Grand, Grand Wagoneer, Wagoneer, you know, for $110,000 um, when I was with Acura. It was the ZDX. You know, it, it wasn't like the automotive public was clamoring for that type of vehicle. And so Acura built it and proved conclusively that, well, the automotive public wasn't clamoring for it. Jeep has built the uh, Grand Wagoneer, proved conclusively that the American public wasn't asking for this. Um, you know, so we we see these type of things uh, occasionally. You know, uh, hell, Ford did it with a whole brand called Etzel. Um, so yeah. it 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 is it's it's not uncommon, but it is um, it is unnecessary in the sense that these manufacturers get so full of themselves that they that they think well whatever they build the public will buy and well as it turns out that's not the case and and to take one that's $110,000 and to have to mark it down to $72,000 you know and and if you were to run that same vehicle $110,000 grand wagoneer series 3 and and you were to run it through black book or run it through uh, our cell widget, you know, with very limited miles, my guess is you wouldn't get a bit anywhere near $70,000 for it. Um, and, and you're trying to get somebody to spend $72,000 for a two-year-old vehicle with zero miles on it. And as the dealer, you, you got to feel good about what you're offering. And as the customer, you got to be thinking twice about spending it. Even at $72,000, it's a two-year-old vehicle that doesn't seem like a particularly good bargain. 
Let's do let's do it, man. You know me. I love doing these experiments live on the show. So let me pull this up on the dealer website and then let's go back over to caredge.com and let's see what 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 the price would be if we sold it. If we sold it back to uh, Carvana or CarMax or something yeah. like that. So I'm here on the dealer website. Here is the listing. The VIN is right here. Now, Dad, this vehicle has about a thousand miles on it. They put it into service lender fleet. So what I'm going to do is I'll jump back over to caredge.com. Let me come back over to the VDP where we're looking at. Let's go to sell. Let me start over. Then, boom. Let's say it's got, I think it had about 900 miles on it. And we're in New York. So that would be like 1001, something like that. I, I, don't, I, I, I don't know. NYC. Bear with me, folks. I should know my zip code. Yeah, that'll put us squarely in New York City. So let's see. The dealer's trying to sell this with a yeah. massive, nearly, I can't believe I'm saying this, nearly $40,000 discount. Okay. And we're still saying maybe that's not enough. All right. Yeah. So let's see, Dad. We're going to pretend like we own this vehicle and we're going to sell it. What do you think? Do you think we're going to get offers around the $40,000 discount? Nearly $40,000 discount puts it at seventy two grand. Do you think we're going to get any offers around seventy two grand? I think you'll get an offer in the 50s. Offer in the 50s. All right. Yeah. Stand by. Stand by. We'll say the tires are nice and new. No issues. Not buying another vehicle. Drum roll, please. Might not get any offers, but that's besides the point. Let's see. Yeah, I don't know. Brand new 2022. I don't know if folks want. Wow, $60,200, Dad. The one offer from the Car Gurus Dealer Network. So only $12,000 difference. Only $12,000 difference from the dealer selling price to the, you know, if you were going to, if you own this car right now, what you would get. Yeah, I mean, if I was if if I was still in the business and I was appraising this vehicle and somebody brought it in, I'd want to be at half of what MSRP was, you know. Uh, and so if MSRP is one hundred and ten, I, I I figure it's two years old. You couldn't sell it new. Um, at what point will somebody think it's a good enough value to to uh, to spend the money? I'd want to own it for fifty percent of what MSRP was. That put me at fifty five grand. So I wasn't that far off. Um, That's wild. That's wild. I mean, let's just sit on this for one more second. Then we're going to switch gears. and We're going to talk about Ford and some of the chaos that's going on over there that just started this morning. So we'll touch on that in just a moment. Let's let's just dig in a little bit longer here. That vehicle, that $110,000 Jeep Grand Wagoneer, there's 240 2022 sitting on dealer lots right now. Yes. Those dealers, what's what's the invoice price on that got to be? Maybe 95 grand, 90, 98, 100,000, something like that. You know, if there was ten percent margin in it, so you know it'd be around uh, what a hundred thousand dollars. Yes, okay, hundred thousand dollars. You're putting that on floor plan. You can't. I mean, can you floor plan something for two years? Like eventually, I feel like I, I, I would hope not. But yeah. I would hope not too. So it's like I'm. I'm just. I'm sitting here and I'm trying to rationalize as a customer. Does buying this at seventy two thousand dollars make a lot of sense? No, it doesn't because we just proved. Yeah, and here's the worst part. You know, huh. even if even if they, at a certain point, you know, Chrysler Credit said, hey, we won't floor this any longer. You've got to pay for it. Okay. So let's say a year ago, they had to pay for it. Let's say a year ago, they had to stroke a check for $100,000 to Chrysler Credit. And the return on that has been, well, zero. And they're about, if they can sell it for what they've got it advertised for, they're about to lose $28,000 on that $100,000 investment. Um, and it just, 
it 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 shouldn't have taken anybody two years to realize that there's a limited market for these vehicles. Two years ago, Dad, these were selling with market adjustments in some markets. I mean, let's not forget, I posted that on the Twitter thread. Two years ago, there were twenty, twenty-five, thirty thousand dollar market adjustments on these Jeep Grand Wagoneers. So I hear what you're saying, but at the same time, in some markets, you could make twenty grand over MSRP on this hundred and ten thousand dollar Jeep. Apparently, apparently not in the New York market. This is okay. very true, obviously, but still. <laughs> Okay, so here's one thing, a question for the room, question for you, Dad. We know the owners at Island. They're, they're, we're friendly with them. We've hosted yes. events there. We help facilitate car deals there frequently. Um, I'm contemplating reaching out to them and saying, hey, can, we, can you come on the show and can we talk about this specific vehicle? Can you help us understand the economics of this car? Like, what is this doing for you? And, and, and I'd be interested in having that conversation. What do you think, Dad? What do you guys think in the chat? Uh, well, it, it, it reminds me... That vehicle reminds me of the SLX when when Acura had the SLX and it was that was just a rebadged Zuzu Trooper and it was literally it was a boat anchor and I've told this story before we had gotten one in and one of our good customers um, that occasionally uh, showed that he had more money than brains um, made an offer for the SLX and we had just gotten it and he made an offer for the SLX. And it was like a five thousand or fifty five hundred dollar loser, okay. And we had had the car for like I don't know two weeks, and the GM and the area vice president looked at that offer and said, "Better to take the loss now than to wait and take the loss. Just sell it." We, you know, we've proven over the course of time that there was no market for SLXs. Anytime we had one, they sat. They were they they were just guaranteed to be there for like longer than some of my sales staff, and so longer than the same. <laughs> so you 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 have to look at certain vehicles, and, and you know, yeah, maybe when these first came out, you could get twenty thousand dollars over, but it had to the the truth had to come out fairly quickly, um, especially in the New York market where you would think there's the money to be able to buy it there. And if yeah. there was no market for it, nobody was willing. Uh, at, at what? Why does it take two years to say, let's do something about it? Um, yeah. You know, and I don't know that that's a, I don't know that that's a conversation that, that the owners would want to have with us publicly. Um, yeah, I get you. I get what you're saying. I still yeah, think it'd be interesting to intimately understand the economics of this because a lot of people look at this and say, well, the dealer's still being greedy. You know, it, it, I mean, I, on Twitter, dad, this went a little viral on Twitter and yeah. everyone's saying, well, it's still twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000 overpriced. And I'm sitting there and all I can think to myself is no customer is going to buy this. And the dealer's stuck with it. And who do you really point the finger to? You point it to Jeep. And that leads me, dad, to one of the other topics I wanted to talk about today, which is we are going to continue to track car price inflation here in 2024. New year, same us. We're going to be looking at inflation as it changes for both you know, the, the economy and also for, for every brand. And you can see that Stellantis was the quote-unquote big winner. Stellantis is the parent company at Jeep. They increased their, their MSRPs 50%, 50.5% in the past five years. And we'll update this data in January here. I mean, Dad, if I'm the dealer, if I'm the customer, I'm, I'm looking at Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram products, and I'm thinking to myself, 
WTF? Why? Why did you stick us with this? Hyundai Kia, obviously, 50% price increase as well. However, they started from a, a lower floor. Yes. That's where I'm looking at is like, this is pointing your finger back to the manufacturer and saying, what are you doing, guys? Like, if, this if, just doesn't work. If I'm the dealer, I'm thinking to myself, how do I unload the franchise if I'm yeah. the dealer? And, and the problem is it would be very, very difficult right now to unload it. Um, <clears throat> everybody in the industry can see market day supply, understands the, uh, the issues that CDJR dealerships are having at the moment. Um, so the valuation of a dealership, if it was actually up for sale, is going to be much lower than what the seller would anticipate it to be. Uh, you know, you're you're sitting there. These guys are sitting there with a two-year-old Jeep Grand Wagoneer Series 3 that they can't sell, that they, you know, for two years have been unable to sell. Um, they still might not, you know. Maybe maybe they'll sell it for sixty or sixty five. Maybe maybe somebody will come in and say, "Okay, I'll give you sixty five. Will you take it?" And maybe at that point they'll just say, "Yeah, let's cut our losses and move on." But it's the whole idea of what are we doing with the brand? How are we how are we supposed to make the the franchise profitable moving forward when the desirability of our products? has dropped dramatically. Uh, and that's going to take us over to Ford here in just a moment. Before we do, I want to remind everyone back at CarEdge.com, just like the automakers and the car dealers, our end-of-year promotion ends in about two days, two and a half days. I think for a <laughs> lot of dealerships and a lot of automakers, it ends tomorrow, folks. So if you're doing your end-year car buying, you want to, uh, <clears> like for Mazdas, for example, as a friendly reminder, if you want to buy your Mazda through CarEdge, you absolutely can. Never go to the dealership and save below invoice. Well, the 0% financing at Mazda ends tomorrow, gang. So our promotion ends in a day and a, two days and a half, excuse me. All the automaker promotions will be end close of business tomorrow. I don't think there are any exceptions to that rule. I'm pretty sure everyone is end of the month is tomorrow. For, for uh, I think for most of it, it, most, if not all of the incentives, you know, yeah. they just, they want to get, they want to get, uh, they use January 2nd because some dealerships are actually closed today. Um, the last group that I worked for, unfortunately, we were open on New Year's Day. But You were open on New Year's Day? I thought New Year's Day was a holiday. It is, just not in the car business. Uh, just just not when you worked for some of the people that I worked for. I mean, you know, some groups where I worked, yes, it was when I worked at the Penske organization in Scottsdale, we were closed on New Year's Day. Um, when I came east, um, and the last dealer group that I worked for, uh, we were not, we were open on new year's day. We, we worked holiday hours, which I think were, uh, 10 to four or 10 to six, whatever it was, just enough to ruin the whole damn day. Just uh, enough to ruin the whole day. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta love it. All right. One other story before we jump over to Ford, which is, and I posted this over on Twitter as well, dad, it's not just the Jeeps and the Fords. <laughs> This was from one of our dealer partners up in the state of New Hampshire. You've talked about yeah. the sports cars, winter months, not a good mix. Yeah. This is a text I got from, from the owner. I got four Corvettes I have to move winter here in New Hampshire. You think you could run some sort of special of $4,000 off of sticker? Haven't seen discounts on Corvettes in four or five years. Dad, so it's not just the Jeeps and the Fords. The market overall is evolving as we head into 2024. Corvettes were having, I mean, Corvettes are still seeing markups in many markets. Yes. 
I mean, $4,000 under sticker. That's insanity. And if you are interested, obviously just reach out to me. I can connect you and we can help facilitate. But still, that is getting that text message. I was shocked. Absolutely shocked. Well, but but that indicates to me a dealer that understands his market. Okay. We're in the beginning of winter in New Hampshire talking about a, uh, a sports car, four of them, that are expensive, that floor plan costs are expensive. Um, and the likelihood of finding a local buyer, let alone finding four local buyers for those, is pretty remote. And the only way you can encourage somebody to buy them at the wrong time of year is that you have to make the price so um, enticing that the person yeah. will say, well, I know I can't drive it for three months, but it's such a good value. I need to buy it now. Um, because that's the reality. If, if, if you can buy it and you live in New Hampshire, well, that's not coming out of the garage probably until March or April sometime. Um, you know, so yeah, that's, that's what you have to do. It's, it's called seasonality. It kind of speaks to some of the opportunities. So we, we, we built up a lot of hype and with good reason around year end car deals, our community, caredge.com slash community, the forum is flooded with success stories. I mean, hundreds yes. of success stories in the month of December that couldn't be more proud. There are deals to be had in January. There are deals to be had in February. There are, I mean, there's deals to be had year round. It's a, it's a matter of regionality and seasonality that factor yes. into that. This is a perfect example. You're in California. You're looking for that new Corvette. It might make sense to ship it out and cost $1,500, $2,000. I mean, it might make a ton yeah. of sense financially to do something like that if the dealer, if the dealer is willing. I, I mean, how, how, many, how many Mazda Miata convertibles you think they're selling in, in New Hampshire or Vermont or Maine this time of year? Okay. Um, who's buying those right now? And, and if you have some... And you're a dealer and you don't, you know, you don't want to have to sit on it for another 90 days or so. You price it low enough that it'll encourage somebody to come in and say, yeah, I'll park it in my garage next to my vet until, until April. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, you know, this brings up an interesting question from JMAC, which is why aren't these dealers passing on allocations? And they are. They, they are. are. This is the new. This is the new kind of like revelation at the end of 2023 was dealers no longer accepting allocations. This builds even more uh, consternation between the dealer and the factory. But there's no point in like what we're going to turn our attention to in a second with Ford is the fact that the Mach E lost federal tax credits today yes. for, for for electric vehicles, uh, along to uh, as as well as many other vehicles. But the Mach E is a bit of an albatross because there's so many of them sitting around. Ford dealers nationwide are rejecting allocations of mach as well as other vehicles because there's yeah. no point. There's absolutely no point. So dealers are, you know, uh, denying allocation. And I know you've been in that position before, Dad, where you didn't want to take allocation. And I didn't. And, and you know, and, and, I, and I caught a lot of grief from my factory rep and, and, and maybe the factory zone manager. Well, what are you doing? You've got to help us out. And, and it was like, well, uh, you know, I, I, as I used to always say to him, well, at the end of the year, when we're bleeding red, when we show a loss for the year, are you going to stroke us a check to make us whole? And the answer always was, well, no. Well, then, well, then I have to turn down the allocation. You know, from a business perspective, it doesn't make sense for the dealership to to bear the additional responsibility of vehicles that we don't need. From your perspective as the manufacturer, you got them, and the only way you can get rid of them is to ship them to your dealers. So, of course, so you want to try and make yeah. me feel bad, um, you know, but 
you're the ones that built too many, not me. Um, it's like this. It's like this reluctantly symbiotic relationship. It's almost parasitic in some ways. You know what I mean? It's like the OEM is like this parasite. It's just like you know, uh, uh, take it, take it, take it, take it. And then the dealers obviously get all the flack for many reasons, right? We just came oh, out of absolutely. multiple years of dealer markups and things like that. Yeah, it's it, this year. I think twenty four is going to be a year of reckoning for some of these domestic brands. And again, Maki no longer gets a federal tax credit. Who's buying them? They weren't buying them when there was a tax credit. Will they be buying them now that there isn't? Probably not, especially as they um, sit around longer and longer. I don't see it. Uh, you know, what is Ford going to do to compensate for the loss of those tax credits? Um, how are they You've going got to imagine to... financing incentives that you've got to imagine there will be zero percent or 0.9 percent? There has to be. I'd be shocked. There, there has to be something. But, you know, they what are they going to do for their dealers to create an interest in that vehicle again? And and much like that Jeep Grand Wagoneer Series 3, how much are you going to have to lower the prices of them for someone to say, well, this really isn't the EV that I wanted when I was thinking about an EV, but the price is too good for me to pass on it. Um, so what's that number? And, yeah. and, and how do they do that since we know that the, the margin built into the car from, from invoice to MSRP is about 10 bucks. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, now that's not saying you that you can't make that one up in volume. Yeah. Well, for, well, that's how you do make it up. You pick it I up know, volume, know, because that's how, how Ford pays their dealers, um, based on how many they can sell. But if they can't sell any, <laughs> then yeah. that becomes a real issue. And how is Ford going to help the dealers overcome this? I don't know. I, you know, the, it won't Let's be by building quality vehicles. Um, <laughs> we'll see who wins the uh, recall award like Ford did last year. Let's come here to the chat pops we've got from Taker. Thank you for the contribution. Thank you, Taker. Do you guys think the new EV credits are going to be a mess? I've heard Tesla won't be giving the credit at point of sale. I am not super informed about the EV tax credit, so I don't know. I know, I think it was like 7,000 franchise dealerships signed up for the point of sale tax credits. Yes. I think it should go fairly smoothly at those 7,000 dealerships. My fingers are crossed. I would hope so. Yeah, well, when you consider there's 18,000 new car franchise dealers, um, you know, 7,000 doesn't sound like enough. But, yeah. you know, maybe may, maybe out of those 18,000, they don't all sell EVs. Um, but I would think that being able to get that tax credit up front should make it easier uh, for people who want to buy an EV um, for those EVs that qualify for it, not every EV is going to qualify. Um, yeah. And we'll see. We'll see if the government actually has the ability to deliver the money to the dealers in as quick a manner as they have suggested they have. Dealerships are very cash flow intensive, and if it, you know, the government has said, "Hey, we'll get you paid like within three days." Well, if that three days turns into thirty. Um, that's a real issue for a dealership waiting for that money to come in because that money builds up rather quickly. So yeah. we'll see. You would you would think on the surface, you would think that it should help spur sales. We will find out. From Miss Jill here. Pops, Miss Jill, good to see you. Thank you for the Thank contribution. You, Thank you, Rain Zach, for all of your knowledge. I was able to negotiate a 2024 Honda Civic Touring for $25,000 out the door last week. 
in Las Vegas. That is incredible. A new yes. car, a Honda in a tough market. Las Vegas is a difficult market to purchase a vehicle in. And at that price point, wow, that is inspirational, man. Sub 30, we're at 25,000. That's awesome. Especially in Vegas. Because Vegas, in Vegas is a is a very, very tough car market. Uh, yeah, filled it's with, super tough. Filled with, filled with a lot of dealers who, who just figure everybody can pay um, whatever they are asking. And in yeah, many cases, they can't. Yeah. That's pretty incredible. We've got yeah. here from Lou reminding me to focus on the out-the-door price. How much do they want on the Corvettes? I think the dealer dock fee up there in New Hampshire is like 400 bucks, And then you've got title and registration and your taxes. So $4,000 off of MSRP, then a dealer dock fee, title, tax, registration. So yeah, I appreciate the reminder, Lou. Always yeah. negotiate the out-the-door price, folks. Um, in this case, there you go. You've got a, an idea of what the OTD on those Corvettes would be. Mark's got a great question here, Dad. Why yeah. doesn't Ford offer the same incentives in Arizona as they do in Michigan? I've been trying to buy in Arizona and dealers can't offer big enough discounts because of this. I think this partly has to do with those regional ad groups, the co-ops. Is that part of it? Well, that's part of it. And they break they break the country down into zones. And, and so that incentives can be and often are regionalized. And in some cases, um, they can even be based on zip codes. Um, we used to have incentives in Arizona that if you were a California resident, you would not qualify for that incentive. You had to, you had to be, you know, like Arizona, Nevada, New Mexico, Utah, Colorado. Oh no, we were Texas. doing so well. Where do you go? Who? Oh, you're back in Arizona. Sorry, we lost you for a second. Oh, I'm sorry. So, so you know. Uh, Oftentimes, these these incentives can be regionalized and and based on zip codes. So that's why. I mean, you know, obviously, you know, the manufacturer figures that people in Arizona are more willing to spend more for a vehicle than they are in Michigan. It also, I think, has to do with those market supply dynamics, right? So if yeah. we were to look at Ford inventory in Michigan compared to Ford inventory in Arizona, while both are likely significantly higher than they'd like, much higher in Michigan than they are in Arizona. That can influence those things as well. We've got that from Waltzing Turtle. Thank you for the contribution. Thank you. Buy a new Lexus now or wait for uh, for Q1. We're in Q1. So what do you think of this, Dad? Should I should I be jumping on, you know, tomorrow's the last day of the year at Lexus. What do I do? I, I would I would get some sense as to what the incentives are. Uh, I I can just tell you the incentive spends are greater for the last month of the year than they are for the first couple months of the new year. Um, and I don't see Lexus inventory building up to any great degree that they're going to feel compelled, even in quarter one, to start offering huge incentives to sell their vehicles. Um, so I would see what's available today. And, you know, if, if they have a vehicle that you're interested in today and the incentives are strong enough, I would go ahead and do something now um, rather than hope that there's going to be um, a big incentive push from from Lexus in the first quarter of the year, which I don't necessarily suspect. I'm right there with you. All right, we've got a great question here from Josh, and it's going to parlay into something I want to show everyone, which is what percentage discount should we shoot for on 2023 inventory that has been depreciating on lots? Well, Josh, 
We got the perfect solution for you. All right. Car edge data is your answer to this. We don't know off the top of our heads, but we built an algorithm. Our team behind the scenes did as well. So I'm going to come to caredge.com. What are you interested in, Dad? Let's do, he said a 2023. So a 2023, what do you want? What do you want? Uh, a Buick Investor. You really want a 2023 Buick Investor? Okay. I don't know. What do you want? I don't want an Investor, man. Okay, well, what do you want? Here. We'll do a Buick Encore? Oh, man, my, my voice kind of cracked as I said It that. did. All right, yeah. we're doing a Buick Encore. Maybe I need to do the Buick Encore GX. There we go. The Buick Encore GX. So here's the deal, folks. You can click on one. We've got a new one right here. This one's actually in Henderson, Nevada. It's got 5,000 miles on it. And there you go. You've got your target discount that'll pop up on every vehicle. You can see 6.5%. This is based on market dynamics. So there's 135 days supply of this vehicle. In this area, three for sale, one is sold in the last 45 days. Use that data, folks. Whether you get it the fair price or not, it's a good barometer for what you should be targeting when you head your local dealership so please 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 use that and i'm going to jump back to the website pops because i want to remind everyone that all of our tools and resources and everything like that if you're going to buy a car click here if you're going to sell or trade a car click here our extended warranty protection plans the 200 dollars promo ends on two and a half days mechanical and electronics all the tools the services and everything that we have for free is up here under resources we're heading into 2024 dad we got everything in front of us we want to help people as much as possible big ambitions for the new year and please go check out caredge.com and if you've gotten help from us recently go leave a review go leave a success story that's all incredibly valuable for us as you know helps other people trust us and and know that we're really here to help and i want to say that uh, some of your morning fog has been has burned off behind you and um, and 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 it's a much uh, prettier picture behind you than it was when we started the show So I will go enjoy hopefully a quick run and maybe less fog as I'm doing it. You enjoy a beautiful New Year's Day in Ventnor, New Jersey, Dad. And uh, I'll be back on Wednesday, flying home tomorrow. So no show for me tomorrow, but I'll be back on Wednesday with you, Pops, and I'm looking forward to it. Me too. So we will see everybody back here Wednesday at noon Eastern, 9 Pacific, with more news that you can use in 2024.